0: what's going on fantasy kingdom welcome back to the fantasy kings podcast i'm your host the peas and i'm joined by my co-host kalito and our ep the executive producer beep count what's going on fellas how you doing tonight
1: hey how you doing peasy how you doing beep count what's up boys how you doing good to see you likewise
0: Doing well, doing well. We got a great episode for you guys today. We're gonna be going over the Kings and Jokers from last week, as well as our top targets for the waiver wire for heading into week three. So that's what we've got. Colin, why don't you get us started off? Calito's way with the uh, with your quarterback King.
1: Um, I will start off with the no, uh, the one and only Jared Goff, who I, uh, dropped, <laughs> uh, because I told
0: you not to, I told you not to,
1: it's true. And I normally don't like going against my advice, but I, uh, would be <laughs> remiss if I didn't do that all the time. I carried two quarterbacks on this team and two in Goff. Um, two blew up week one. I was like, okay, he's looking good. What's what's roll with him, drop golf. Um, and then what happens? Uh, you know, clearly golf uh, goes off and he looked good. And he could have probably actually had a little bit more, um, you know, I would say points because they kind of dropped the ball towards the end. But golf is definitely a, a stud last week for week two.
2: You know what the G in golf stands for? Goes off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I didn't get to benefit from it, but it's uh, it's all good. So I think he did great, and I think he's going to be uh, also pretty good consistently. I think he may have a few games throughout the season where he's not so good, uh, but overall, from what I'm seeing in that offense and their schedule, I think he's going to consistently be in the, the top tier of QBs.
0: With Goffman, it's really about is he if he's playing in a dome, start him. And he, all of his home games are in domes. And then if he's playing in good weather, start him. It's where he's outside and it's windy, where it gets a little tricky. But, yeah, I mean, I try to tell you, you don't listen to the peas. That's how you fill up on D. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and what about you? And uh, who would be your joker for the week? I mean, uh, so, for the king for the week.
0: Yeah, my king for the week. I, I, I got to be fair. You know, last week I trashed Josh Allen for all of his turnovers. This week he had a bounce back week, three touchdowns. 274 yards didn't turn the ball over they got a big win uh you know they were playing against the raiders but still you know he he cleaned it up um we'll see how often he can keep it that way but you know josh allen's getting the nod this week he had a great game
1: yeah um you are consistent on that you did say it wasn't going to be a down year you just said that you know, to be weary of him, of, you know, drafting him, uh, you know, depending on how much you spend or your ADP. But yeah, I, I think good call there. Um, you know, a joker for me, um, for QBs, then, you know, let's go back to, you know, a player that I have plenty of shares and then honestly, I'm super high on, I've been hyping him up too. I've been on the hype train a little bit is uh Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, he was a joker in week two, he didn't do well, I thought that they were going to win that game easily and I boy was I wrong cost me money uh, as well. So uh, he did not look good. He didn't really have any, you know, playmaking abilities for some good points. Um, So he was a joker for week two, unfortunately for me.
0: Well, we got to break that down a little bit because I mean, I don't know what to tell you. If you thought the Jaguars were going to beat the Chiefs easily, like. That's a flawed mental process. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I was I was hoping that you were gonna say something, but I did th- I did think that that was uh, that they were gonna go in. I don't know what happened. I, I for whatever reason I think that uh, the Chiefs' defense is not pretenders. It looks like they're contenders and le- legit. I thought that the noise of Chris Jones coming back, like hey, he may do all right, but no. He did good, and uh, they did not look good. They looked flustered. It actually looks like the defense is the the shining star of the the Chiefs these days. Yeah, man, I think the
0: Chiefs defense is for real. So, I mean, yeah, Trevor Lawrence didn't have a great game. The thing that that really hurt his production is he was 0-7 in the red zone, and you got to convert those, right? That's, That's like third down in the red zone is where you make your money, and he just couldn't get it going. Now, part of that was, you know, I think the Chiefs, Are starting to see some real big return on their investment for the draft capital they've spent on their defense, as well as Chris Jones being back in the mix. But yeah, you know, Trevor Lawrence had a disappointing week, but I'm still high on him for the season.
2: Well, here's one here's one thing you got to consider with with Trevor Lawrence. Next week he's going against the Houston Texans, who last year held him to four hundred (laughs) and thirty-eight yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions in two meetings. So You, and that's might, just you might want so, to stash him away for for another week. It's just it's just so
0: weird how like how randomly that stuff happens. Like when like division opponents match up so well with each other. Like you know with uh, you know Joe Burrow and the Browns. Right. Like, I think Joe Burrow's beaten. It's like one in seven against the Browns or something crazy like that. And it's just there's no real explanation for it because the Browns are the Browns and everyone knows that, you know, the Bengals are a great team. And it's similar with with Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, what you were saying, it's just how does he not light this team up? And he he just doesn't like he, you know, I don't know. But, yeah. So anyway, let's move on. So my Joker quarterback was going to be Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have a great game. And I think
1: no was, throwing touchdowns as
0: well. Yeah, no t- no touchdowns. Uh had, I think he. I don't remember how many yards he had. He was over 200 for sure, but he had a pick and you know, I was watching the game and man, he he missed a couple of he missed a couple touchdowns, one to Olave. That was, he just, he threw it too high and got Olave's bell wrong. If he puts it on him, that's a touchdown and we're celebrating. And I, as a guy with a lot of Olave shares, believe me, I was stressed. Um, so yeah, Derek Carr, I mean, not a, I, he, he's a joker for this week just because he didn't get in the end zone. And that interception he threw was literally into triple coverage, which made no sense. So I think he'll bet. I think, I think I think that David Carr going forward is going to be he's going to be fine. He's going to be between the tenth and the twelfth best quarterback for fantasy purposes. You're not excited to start him, but you're not devastated either. And this week, you know, finished under the 10, under the ten point mark, which as a quarterback, that's going to be a joker.
1: Right, I agree. I think there's uh, I think he's more of a streaming or a plug and play um, QB anyway. So if you started him during this week. You know, kind of got burned a little bit, but I think there's plenty of, uh, you know, right situations to plug him in. Yeah.
2: One guy I think we didn't even think about mentioning was uh, Daniel Jones. He had 321 yards, two touchdowns, 60 yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown as well. So that's rule mention. When, yeah. Uh, uh, honorable <laughs> mention, <laughs> sure, sure. And I understand he, he plays for the Giants, but, you know, we still, still got to put him out there give him his flowers every once in a while.
1: Absolutely. We'll see if he can do that If Barkley uh, is out this next weekend. I mean, Barkley just kind of really saved him on, you know, one of those catches where he stretched out for a touchdown, bad throw. Barkley was just a freak of nature, uh, made it happen. But yeah, you're right. Uh, stud on that game. Lots of points in the second half, really.
0: Yeah. If you go down 20 to nothing to the Cardinals, you can't be a king in my book. I mean, I don't care <laughs> if you came back. Did he win? <laughs> he won. Uh, I, okay. Okay. Uh, I think I think the Cardinals was like, what the hell are we doing? We need to get Kellogg-Williams, and we can't do that if we win this game. <laughs> and So they folded like the French Army.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, with apologies to any of our friends in France. Uh, but, yeah, so let's move on to the running backs. So my king this week for running back is going to be James Conner. Uh, he popped over 100 yards, had a touchdown. We've seen a lot of work in the um, – in the passing game as well. And, you know, James Conner is a guy that, you know, I talked about a lot in the preseason with he's just going to get the volume, right? He, Who else are they going to, you know, who who do the Cardinals have? And that paid off for people who took him this week. You know, like I said, busted over 100, got a touchdown. He was, you know, they their offense in the first half, like we were just saying, it was looking really good and he was getting some some burst plays. So, I th- you know, James Conner is a guy that you didn't have to spend a large amount of draft capital on, and so far he's paying off really well.
1: Yeah, because th- most people are passing him up. I mean, in every draft, I pass him up in every team of mine except for one, so I was happy to uh, get his points. Um, good call out there. Uh, a king for me, I think a lot of people had high hopes for, wasn't really like a streamer on the waiver wire or anything is, but Deandre Swift, boy, did he look good with Kenneth Gainwell out allow uh, for Philadelphia. And honestly, his big day as uh, big day was really filled with 175 rushing yards and a touchdown had it sprinkled in with a few catches as well. And some, some of those runs too, um, he got tackled earlier. Like, I mean, he, he could have really, came close to 200. He was that, uh, that good. And the you know, one thing to keep in mind is, um, is that going to be sustainable? Is it going to be, you know, Kenneth Gainwell, does he come back and eat into that? I mean, I don't know. It looks like it might just teeter totter all year, but either way, whoever's getting the, the workload. So if these guys bounce back and forth, cause Deandre Swift is really normal. Uh, you know, he normally, I would say he misses, you know, four to six games a year. Right. So yeah. if you get any of those, I would say Gainwell is going to be the play. Then vice versa, if he's out, then DeAndre Swift's gonna go bonkers. So um, kudos to him. Uh, he was the king for the week as far as running back for me.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. And I, I, uh, I actually think that he might have won that backfield with that performance. Like the old NFL adage is, "You can't use your job to inj- injury." Well, actually, you can. It happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, and I think we might have just seen it happen because he was he played so well in that game. And you know Detroit. um, Detroit let him go to uh, he. Excuse me, Philly. He came from Detroit. Philly brought him in for a reason, and he was looking solid. So if you know, I think he did a lot to maybe not completely kill the running back by committee in Philly but really get a stranglehold on being like that 70 to 75% shareholder of the committee because, you know, he, he's producing and if you're producing and you stay producing, I mean, I, I think, I think that could have been, if you have Swift on your team, you're feeling really good about yourself right now. Cause I think he played well enough to where he's going to be getting the majority of the carries and the, and the work there. So something to ponder. Well, I guess we'll just see how that moves forward, but it was a very impressive game for him. Yeah. So my joker is going to be Damian Pierce for the Texans. Not a great game. Again, he was kind of a victim to the game script, right? With, you know, Houston had to turn to throwing the ball all the way around when they were down so much. And, you know, CJ Stroud going for like 370. That was a lot of game script. But still, early on when, when, you know they weren't in a negative game script he was not getting a lot of yards he was getting I think his I think his long was like a 6 yard carry which i mean you know he, he's another guy he he was in that James Conner range where you weren't spending a lot of draft capital on him but you you know he you were expecting a lot of volume and this week the volume wasn't there and the efficiency wasn't there so i'm going with Damian Pierce as my joker for week dose
1: Yeah, I agree with that statement. I I was also high on him all all year. I was hoping I had more shares than the the couple that I do have of him. But yeah, I don't know what it is, though, because, I mean, Stroud obviously looks better than Fields as far as throwing. Um, It's not like they're stacking the box every single play um, and they're not really worried about him so much. But uh, it, I don't know if it was just the, the running lanes or the blocking or just, I don't know. I'm a little concerned. So we'll see if uh, the volume or anything uh, goes away, but could, could call out there uh, yep. for my choker. Um, I'm going to go with Joshua Kelly for one yeah, huge reason. He killed me. Oh uh, yeah. He killed me. I mean, the dude <laughs> did not look good and I just don't under, I just don't understand where this is coming from because Austin Eckler owners, uh i mean they profited from week one huge they're like yeah this is going to be this year and people who was like oh i'm just going to handcuff joshua kelly he's on the bench and then see eckler go out uh me i spent me a lot too. of money in yeah. my fab budget for uh you know one of my leagues and i am thinking, oh, that's an automatic at least a, a double digit day minimum like i mean i'm not expecting 30 points or 25 points like eckler status i mean but the dude it was you know hovering between your league settings doing 15 to 20 points this week one with Eckler playing. So with Eckler not playing, I mean, that game script, it wasn't even against him as far as, you know, from a game strip. So I don't know what happened there. It sucked. Eckler is going to be coming back. So everyone who thought that they were kind of fleecing, uh, you know, I would just say the market by scooping them up on waivers, if they didn't already have them, definitely did not reap. Um, Because he was basically in a starting lineup for me and I had bench players in like every team, uh, you know, that outproduced that spot. So huge joker for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that that was now I'm going to push back on you a little bit because the reports out today is there's not a timetable for Eckler's return. So we might miss a couple more weeks. So, you know, I with the amount of draft capital I use for Eckler, I really hope that's not the case. Um, but you know, like I said, you know, maybe they're, uh, you know, I, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on. There's been no reporting outside of he, there's no timetable for return, which is very scary. Right. And we, Kelly, might, we
1: might have to check in with, uh, Austin Eckler's Instagram on like Thursday or something. He Thursday or Friday, he, He's usually pretty good. He knows the fantasy community with his own podcast and all this stuff. So maybe he'll post saying, Hey guys, I'm not playing. Get me out of your, your lineup. But, uh, that was also a, a great, uh, call out there.
0: Yeah. So we'll, you know, that was just, that was a brutal, brutal. Cause I picked him up too. I, I picked him up in the league where I have Eckler and yeah, it was just, just brutal. But yeah, so that is it. Any, uh, anything to add there beeper?
2: I'd say Bre- uh, Breeze Hall would be a pretty big joker. I mean, he had nine yards on four carries, didn't catch his two targets, um, you know, with with as much support as uh, the Jets are going to need from him. He did not carry the load there.
0: Yeah, he is definitely another joker. I think a lot of people are going to give Breeze Hall a pass just because they were playing the Dallas defense and that game. And different. he only
1: had four carries like they didn't even want yeah, to, and- you know. I think Wilson was the only one who salvaged a decent game. Uh, Garrett, not Zach, because uh, I, <laughs> I mean Zach. That, uh, Zach
2: Wilson doesn't even want to give him a pass.
1: <laughs> I was going to say is that uh, I think Jazz fans are worried uh, for sure whether their defense is looking legit. Their offense looked like it could have been legit, but I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows uh, unless Zach Wilson becomes like a Rex Grossman, <laughs> then his defense carries him all the way, and he just becomes a, a very okay. Uh, game manager but even then I don't think they're going to get there so
0: how bad do you have to be for Rex Grossman to be considered your ceiling
1: or uh, very bad or (laughs) and you know compliments to show how how dominant that uh that Bears defense was that year too so um so for um go ahead ahead. so
0: yeah so we're on wide receivers now um why don't you start us off with your king of the catchers because yeah what you
1: i'll tee it off i'll tee it off uh let's we'll start with t higgins if you got that um you know we clowned on him just a little bit in the week one uh, he had a fat goose egg Ho- homie win went for zero he, yeah <laughs> with eight eight uh targets his way i mean i know some of those weren't even catchable but he looked pretty bad most people got him in the second round uh if you're you know on average like a snake um, I would just say a good expectation would be there. And, and if you were in auction, you definitely spent a significant amount of uh, draft capital, maybe not Jamar chase significant, but he was in that Top next year. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, he did well. Um, so kudos to him. I have a couple shares of him. Um, so I was glad to see that. I just honestly, a little bit more of the Bengals offense, do something. I know Joey, Joey Burrow didn't look like the best and they did, you know, not get a win, but I mean, it is what it is. At least you got to see some uh, fantasy points come out of that game for the yeah.
0: Bengals. And we'll see what goes on with Burrow. You know, he brings just calf. I don't know what the plan is there. The, the, the Bengals are in a tough situation because they're 0-2, but they're also 0-2 in the division to start the year, which is tough. Burrow had that calf injury that kept him out most of, like 99% of the preseason and training camp. And he tweaked it again. You see, you saw it on that last touchdown pass that he threw at the end of the game, where he pulled up and he was just it was ginger. You could tell it was hurting him. So I mean, it's what do they do? Like, you know, it's one of those things where man, if if you if you sit him and you lose those games, you're in an even deeper hole. But if you play him, you're risking and we saw it happen to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a calf injury in the preseason. Fourth play of the game, snapped his Achilles. You know, you don't wish that on anybody. I'm just talking the reality of the situation there. And right. that's t- and that's tied to T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, um, Jamar Chase, basically, you know, the whole team. You know, what do they do there? Do they try to sit him for a couple weeks, get him back after the bye week, let him heal 100%? We'll just have to see and keep an eye on that. So, but yeah, T. Higgins definitely showed out this week after a very disappointing week one. Uh, so my king for this week is going to be Mike Evans, who went off, and I think it was because I was playing against him in seventy-five percent of my leagues. That's uh, that's my theory. But yeah, homeboy went off, hundred and seventy yards, long tutties. I mean, him and Baker Mayfield, as crazy as it sounds, like seem to have a connection. Maybe it's because maybe it's because Baker has some of that Johnny Manziel in him and. Mike,
1: it Evans could be some of that noise famous. that we heard. It could just be that noise. You know, I mean, we didn't, uh, we just, th- we always forget that Mike Evans was a beast before Brady. <laughs> right? <True>. Mike Evans <laughs> has
0: been a beast for a yeah. while. Maybe.
1: Like the dude I'm surprised. I mean, he's been doing it for 10 years. He's like a Deandre Hopkins, but for one team, uh, and he's been consistent like for a long time. He was like within every season
0: of- over a thousand yards. Yeah.
1: He's, he's very good. That's a good call out. He looks to be consistent as long as he can stay healthy. I think he's also going to be a steal uh, for draft capitals. Whereas you got him ADP, um, you know, in your round because he, I think he'll be good consistently. Um, As far as jokers for the week, uh, I would stay consistent. uh, Some of the people we're talking about, we'll try to bring up some random people we never talk about, but just want to correct us when we're good and also mention, uh, you know, some things when we're off is Calvin Ridley. Um, You know, I kind of talked about his quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He had a dud game. Calvin Ridley had a dud game. You know, I really see Calvin Ridley as a wide receiver one or two in everyone's lineup this year. So to see him get, you know, less than five points, um, that's not what you're looking for. Um, It, it kind of hurt me in a few leagues where everyone else blew up except for my quarterback and him, and I ended up losing those leagues. But overall, uh, he was a joker for me for this week, especially with the expectation from week one uh, translating to targets too.
0: Yeah. And the thing with Calvin Ridley is man, he was so close on a couple. He had, if the end zone, Oh, that was, one foot
1: if it was like a two inches and that other one he would have saved and he would have been in double digits.
0: Yeah. If, if the, if the end zone was instead of 10 yards was 10 yards and like six inches, he would have had two more touchdowns, right? He had two that he was out of bounds on that were real, real close. So he was just that close away from being a king, but you see how th- how thin the line is between king and joker. So yeah, but I, again, I think he's going to bounce back. And also again, he's going against the vaunted Kansas City defense, which are basically comparable to the 85 Bears. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I can't knock him too much, but I think he's going to be all right. My joker is going to be AJ Brown for the Philadelphia Eagles. He... I mean, he's he's making some noise about I want more targets and uh, we get it all all wide receivers do and he had a bad game and you can see him getting frustrated. The reason he's my joker is he, you know, man, you can't be you can't be showing up your quarterback like that. You did in the playoffs. Now you're doing it here again. It's like my guy you used to play with Ryan Tannehill. Like, let's chill out a little bit like you got. You got Jalen Hurts, who was the runner up for MVP, second team all pro last year. In the game, you know, DeAndre Swift was literally, they couldn't stop him. You know, why are we going to stop taking? I think he had, I think he was getting like seven yards of carry. It's like, why would we stop doing that just to throw you the ball? We're trying to win this football game. So, yeah, I get it. And he's going to be fine overall. I don't think it's going to be like a, a TO with the Eagles problem. But it's like, my guy. Appreciate what you've got and just know the targets are going to come. It's not that they don't hate you. They're not freezing you out. It's just Swift was playing so well that they, you know, it, it would make no sense not to stick with it. So my joker this week is going to be AJ Brown.
1: I like that. Um, But it looks like his counterpart over on the other side of the field looks like a better, uh more value though. Devonte Smith, I think uh two games is, Looking like maybe the, the Eagles wide receiver to have on your roster. The uh, Slim Reaper. Yeah. Uh that's hilarious. Uh which transition to tight ends. Uh I'll start with hold on. Go you, ahead. Did
0: you have anything you wanted to add before we move to tight ends?
2: Yeah, I, I wanted to highlight uh one one person here. Uh if you listen to our episode last week, we told you to go pick up the Pookster. The Pooks, nigga the Oh, yeah. Pookie. <laughs> Old Pookie. Uh I mean he he had what 147 yards 15 receptions on 20 targets i mean he right now he's what he's leading the league in in receiving
0: uh he's, the, he's a few killers. yards he no he's a few yards behind Justin Jefferson but he's got the most catches if you're in a
1: PPR league oh, yep, okay yep. yeah i mean it, there you go listen yep. listen what to me so that, uh, that was uh, a easy he made it made everybody look uh smart um so that was a good call out there um, yeah.
0: And the thing about the thing about it, and you know who else is doing well is Tutu Atwell, is also getting getting mad targets and pu- putting it down too. So if you missed out on the Puka sweepstakes, see if you can grab Tutu Atwell this week on waivers there too. But uh, yeah, so shout alert. out. yeah. Also spoiler alert. I mean, you know, as as much as we were right on Puka, I think almost all the fantasy experts were. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it was great. Um, but we'll, we'll keep coming back for more. Ho- hopefully we get hits like that every week. So we'll keep you on posted. We right,
2: are college. fantasy experts. We literally are fantasy experts.
0: We're literally the fantasy kings. like crown us. We need to get a crown of fantasy. Yep. I keep, I keep saying I'm going to get a crown to wear on camera and I keep forgetting. Uh, but we're, we're going to get crowned up, bricked up, crowned up all of like it.
1: Biggie Smalls. Um, Let's go with uh, a king for tied in. Nobody drafted this guy. I mean, after 10 and he's been consistently good Hunter Henry, um, he Hunter. went for, for seven catches, 52 yards and a touchdown. So, and a PPR league, that's pretty good numbers half point, pretty good, you know, standard still pretty good. Double digits for all of them. Um, it looks like, uh, he's just always open, <laughs> And getting these uh, these call- it's weird too because sometimes you don't even see him. Like, well, where is he? And then he's just he'll be peppered with love, like a one peppered you know,
0: with love with literally one literally going say that if
1: you did, <laughs> and like boom boom boom, yeah. So uh, kudos to him. He's the king of the week for me. I think he's going to be also, you know, in the hardest position to judge and predict. Um, he might be uh, the the best. He's a great uh, flyer option, yeah. For sure, he, he he's looking good.
0: Because yeah, Mac Jones, like you were saying, he's getting peppered with targets, peppered with love, and so far it's paying off. So we'll see, you know, we've seen Bill Belichick and the Patriots offense function through tight ends before. Uh, with you know, Gronk and then uh, you know, that guy who won't be named because he murdered a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, so we've seen tight ends shine in New England. So we'll see how how it keeps going. Um, all right, so my king is gonna be the Hawk, TJ Hawkinson. Who is, you know, just continuing to build on his strong uh his strong into last year once he got traded to the uh to the Vikings. Another big game for him. I think you see, he he might be a guy that makes me end up looking real dumb at the end of the year. We'll just have to see what happens. Because I thought he was gonna fall off a bit because the Addison and Jefferson, I thought that he wasn't gonna get a lot of targets. But so far, that hasn't been the case. So he's still holding up, you know, target share wise, which is which is really nice. So shout out to Hawk, King of the Week, for the tight ends.
1: King of the week. Um, As far as my joker for the week, let's go with David Um, uh, Man, I don't know what's going on with the Browns. Uh, RIP Chubb for the season as well. But now I'm him. not looking. I'm not like, I'm kind of glad that I did not get all the shares in which I wanted to. Because mm-hmm. one, I don't have any shares of Deshaun Watson. He doesn't look that good. Uh, Terrible. Terrible. Looks he, terrible. He does, he does not look good. His throws are inaccurate. Uh Amari Cooper, I mean, he has some plays and some drives where he looks okay. But, you know, I thought he was gonna be a top 10. I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh David Nujoku got paid. He's definitely one of the, the top 10 highest paid tight ends in the game right now. He's tall, he's freakish athletic, and he had four catches and a fumble. Um, so you either got one point or two point or even three points. Uh depending on like your league settings, potentially for if you're full point PPR, but yeah, he didn't look good. And I don't know why I hyped that guy or the Browns. Um, but he's a joker for me. He does not look good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, he, it was just, t- I mean, Deshaun, like what you were saying, Amari Cooper had some really nice plays. It was, you know, he was making some nice catches, had some good yak going, but he, it's just one of those things where a lot of his targets were thrown 10 yards out of bounds. Right. So, you know, Deshaun Watson is not
1: looking good. now. He's you can't not. Really- He's not like laser focused. He's not like consistently accurate either. You don't know if it's Elijah Moore or uh, Donovan People jones uh, the random people getting their work. It looks like, you know, the person to have on the team is just going to be either, you know, Ford or Cooper and everyone else. I mean, you're just.
0: Yeah, for crazy. sure.
1: And Hail Marys over there.
0: For sure. And, you know, the thing is, like, you can't like you can't put that interception on Deshaun Watson because, you know, it tipped off his buddies, you know, off, off his guy's hands and taking back for six. That's bad luck. Same thing like, you know, that happened to Mahomes in week one. He, Mahomes hit Tony in the hands and it just bounced to the safety and took it back. So that that's a bad luck break. But the sacks he was taking and the fumble return for six was 100% on him, and the inaccuracy is on him. And, it's you know, I was thinking while I was watching that game last night, you know, thinking back to when he was with, when Deshaun was with the Texans, he he, he would get away from those sacks. He was fast enough to where he would scramble, get out, you know, make, it, make a defender miss, and then he, you know, he had the talent back then to throw the ball downfield and get first downs, touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm starting to wonder, and I mentioned this in the preseason. Did all that time off, you know, you can't simulate playing in the NFL. Believe me, if you could, I would, but I cannot. <laughs> um, you know, and so all that time off, if if he lost just like a half a step, which it looks like he might have lost more off his quickness and his speed and his agility there you know maybe Deshaun Watson from the Texans isn't coming back that's a very real possibility and if that's the case the browns have literally the worst trade and contract in the history of the NFL and that's including the Russell Wilson debacle so
2: yeah uh, they kind of deserve it if if we're being honest they they kind of deserve it
1: yeah, I mean, Watson sure.
2: always seems to have issues with other people's hands <laughs> indeed i've heard that before <laughs> and and he pushed a ref and didn't get
0: tossed like bro what is good like he like it wasn't just like a little he extended on the ref and i was like what is going on right now Like he's probably going to get a real big fine from the nfl today but uh anyway got to move on uh my uh my joker and you know we're going to at the end of the year, we're gonna we're gonna come up with some awards, and we might have to end up naming the tight end Joker Award after this guy, because Kyle Pitts is like consistently the Joker. Like he should change his name to Heath Ledger. Like Jesus, man. He and I don't even blame him. I blame his coach. You you know they drafted this guy top five in the draft, and they're it's, let's just not throw to him. He's a freak athlete that can catch into super fast. Let's use him as a blocker. Awesome. So Kyle Pitts, unfortunately, is my pick for the Joker. I feel bad for the dude. And the coach you knows, hey, you know, we're winning games. So, you know, these guys don't care about their stats. I'm pretty sure they do. Like, you don't, you don't get, unless you're a quarterback, you don't get your next contract based off how many games you win. You get Especially it off because steps.
1: he was taken in the first round. So they, I spent, think he was the fourth overall. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, uh, the team invested in him heavily, but super glad I have zero shares of him this year, zero shares of him last year and the year before. So, uh, good call out there. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's our Kings and Jokers for our primary positions there. Uh, a couple of honorable mentions that we brought up. Um, I mean, there's always going to be some people that, you know, are definitely a king in our eyes as well as, you know, other people's fantasies lineups as well as jokers. But we just want to call out some of the people that we mentioned uh, in particular. So what are your thoughts? You guys got anything peasy?
0: I thought trying to be, but no, no thoughts for me. I, I, you know, I I enjoy this episode to take a look back and see, you know, where we were right, where we were wrong. And, you know, Give give shout outs to good players and uh, negative shout outs to people who sucked.
2: <laughs> I wish I would have stuck to my guns last week and kept uh, Christian Kirk in the lineup. Uh, that was a uh, a mistake by me. Uh, I swapped him out for uh, for Cortland Sutton, and Ooh. that was literally the difference in me winning and losing this week. Oh, uh. brutal.
1: Sad, those are uh, those are always sad, a tough ones day. when it's uh the user manager error there. It's there's nothing that uh bothers you more like a splinter than when you could have prevented a loss as opposed to knowing that you could have started your perfect lineup and you still would have lost it when it made a difference. Those ones are easy losses, but I think that's feel you why
0: there. those that's why a lot of pussies play best ball. Best balls for pussies. So <laughs> so are 10 team leagues grow up.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's so, um good thing I play in majority of twelve or fourteen majority of the time. So
2: we're gonna get into some waiver wire here, guys. Um, I'm gonna give you uh, some names each position, and you guys just pick that one guy that's gonna make a difference this week. All right, Gibbs so, on Ford from a quarterback. Let's go with. You know, let's go with, I got, I got three guys here. CJ Stroud rostered in 5% of leagues. I got Jordan love in about 41% of leagues. And then Matthew Stafford still out there in uh, about 72% of leagues. He's only rostered in 28.
0: Oh, wow. I mean, so, in that, I'd have to go Stafford on that one. Like, don't get me wrong. I like Jordan love. Jordan Love's not available in any of my leagues. Um, so, you know, when I when I hear stats like that, sometimes I wonder if it's like, you know, how... I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not doubting the stats on that, but I want to know, like, the beyond number stats because there, I'm sure there are 18 leagues out there with no reason to have Jordan Love rostered. You know what I mean? Like, that's... I think some of that is getting pulled from. Because, like, even when you look at, like... Uh, a guy like Joe Burrow, and you see the percentages like rostered in ninety nine percent of leagues. Like, well, what league isn't he rostered in? Like, what is going on with that? So, but so I'm not seeing Jordan Love, but Matt Stafford has actually impressed me a lot through the first couple weeks. You know, there was a lot of questions last year after his injury. He had, was having some uh, some elbow issues, and then you know Cooper Cup went down, and all oh, the 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 Rams are going to be terrible, and you know skies falling. Well, let's, let's slow the bus down on that for a second. You know, the Rams are looking good. They lost to the 49ers and the 49ers are a freaking freight train on defense. They still scored 23 points. Shout out to McVay for that backdoor cover. Um, But, you know, I think Matt Stafford, I mean, it's one of those things where he's going to throw some picks, but he's also going to throw a lot of touchdowns and a lot of yards, especially when Cooper cup gets back. So if you're looking for a quarterback, I'd I'd take Stafford from that one.
2: Yeah, but he only like, has one touchdown so far this year, and that's without Cooper Cup. So that, that's that's one thing you want to kind of put put in your uh, in your hat there.
1: For sure, I like that analysis with uh, picking Stafford there. I think I'm going to go Jordan Love, but I will comment that I think uh, uh, the PC's right. I think more leagues. Do not have Jordan Love available now, but I do know that I mean in some of my leagues he's available, so he's definitely there. Um well, well then so I, I let's go let's
2: go and take Jordan Love out of the equation. Let's 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 put this guy in here. Some of some, some, some that we mentioned. Well, here, here's one guy that we mentioned earlier in, in the in the show. Baker Mayfield. Right? Like like Joe Joe Tessator says it the best. Baker Mayfield. How about him?
1: Yeah, I'm only gonna use Baker Mayfield. I'll just let all those fantasy points, you know, just be jealous of not having them and when he does good, and I'll only pick him up if, uh, if I need a streamer or my QB is just doing consistently worst. But other than that, I'll look to pass on that. Um, but he is going to be, uh, you know, at least, you know, like a good floor uh, for him now, um, at least from what we've seen in the two games. But I think Baker Mayfield, I mean, between those, him and Stafford, I'm going to go Stafford all the time. I think the Rams just in general, everyone was a little bit down on. Um, I think the only real highlight was everybody was just wanting Cam Akers and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup always had the injury lingering into the season. Um, some people were str- you know, straying away just in drafts that I was a part of. And you can just see his ADP fall uh, once you got word that he wasn't going to start uh, in week one. Cam Akers was still solid around, you know, between the fourth and sixth round, uh, depending on your league. And, you know, if oh, you were league. a fan of them, but, um, dude, the Rams look like, uh, they look like they're legit. looks like Sean McVay, you know, might be doing something again. He's got some, uh, secret uh, sauce over there because he's got two wide receivers who are producing. They basically have the cup doing, uh, with Pookie. And then they have uh two, two, uh, with, uh, my man, Bobby trees, and they'll have um, cup coming back. Yeah, and then uh, and then it looks like uh, um, this was my uh, number one pick for the waivers last year is Kyrene Williams, dude. He's looking solid there too. Anyone who started him definitely benefited, and are super happy that they threw him in the lineup.
2: Yep. Well, and that, that goes think- right into the next one here. That that goes right into running backs. Ky- Kyrene Williams. Um, let's go. Let's go, Jerome Ford. And let's go with uh, Zach Moss from the Colts.
0: So with that one, again, I don't think Kyron Williams is available in a lot of weeks. It's one of, I mean, he, he was a pretty big pickup last week because everyone saw the writing on the wall with the cam makers usage. So, but that being said, you know, I, I, the answer, and no one's going to disagree with this this week is Jerome Ford. Right. He's, you know, prayers up to Nick Chubb, brutal injury. And, I you know, honestly, Nick Chubb might be like the most well-liked player in the NFL. Right. Like no one has a bad word to say about the guy. And you just feel terrible for him because it's the same injury he had when he was at Georgia. And Jerome Ford looked pretty solid yesterday. He busted a huge run with like 66 yards. You know he caught a touchdown. He was involved in the pass game, so I think he's got a ton of upside. And you know it's just one of those things where, you know, everyone's going to be after him. You're going to have to decide. I I think whoever has Nick Chubb, or who had Nick Chubb more accurately in your league, is going to be spending a lot of Fab dollars if you're doing the Fab. So you know you got to be aggressive if you want to go get him because. That's, He's definitely you know, going
1: to be the number one claim, uh, a thousand percent, rightfully so. I think you're spot on. I, Williams was more last week, but some leagues deep, let's just say 10 team or 18 leagues, maybe they left him, they forgot him, he might be available. But no one, I would say like 10% of, you know, teams maybe had Jerome Ford. And even if they did, that was just for because they were probably chub owners. Yeah. yeah. Um, so out of those ones, I would definitely say, um, definitely target him but i I, i'm gonna just throw in two guys here real quick that you know you might keep your eye on and here comes the bias again um roshan looks like like my boy roshan johnson (laughs) from texas uh he looks almost better than everybody on that team as far as running um he hits the whole burst and it looks like they're more in a split between him and uh khalil so uh, just keep an eye on him. I, th- I think that's a good, uh, a good dude that could potentially, you know, be a good addition, especially if anybody gets injured and he's, just you know, launched into that, you know, more course load by himself. Yep.
0: You how about, uh, how dudes.
1: about how about Ty J Spears?
2: Someone to kind of stash him. I mean, if, yeah, he
0: if, if history's going to tell if us you anything. Have a- if you if you have a if you have a larger bench, like see, for example, the lead that Collie and I are in, it's tough, man, because we only have fourteen spots. Right? So our bench is small. So you can't really stash players for later. It makes the waivers each week just an insane hellscape. Right, um, but if you have a deeper lead Spears as a guy, you might want to want to bend, you know, stash away for later for two reasons. One, you know, Derek Henry's been hurt a couple times the last couple of years, so he's a great he's a great stash. But if Derek Henry stays healthy, then I don't see Spears being a long term answer.
1: Yeah, so, I, I think Craig Reynolds could be that guy. I think, uh, um, who am I missing here too? Um, uh, just drawing a blank. Well, moving on. He, he must not be uh, on my uh, <laughs> waiver list. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. See you
2: later. All right, wide receivers. Um, this guy is rostered in in, in the data that I'm seeing here. Rostered in about forty three percent of leagues. Um, I've got Nico Collins. We'll go with Josh Reynolds. From the Lions roster in about 2% of leagues. Uh, and let's go with a guy that I think uh, a lot of people dropped after week one. Let's go with uh, Kadarius Tony. Young Joker.
1: Well, uh, I'll just chime in. What Buster Leagues do not have Nico Collins rostered? He's like their number one. Everyone, I drafted that dude last year, like the 14th or 15th round. But uh I would say if he's available, he's by far the best. Um, and I think you can start him now. Looks like he's going to be the number one option. Like um, a 10, also, 12
0: target per week guy. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: And they even have a with tank, you know, their wide receiver on the other side. He, he's getting some options, some looks his way too. Um, I would say Josh Reynolds, though, is probably going to be your best bet because I think that every league that I'm in, he's, He's on the waivers. Josh Reynolds is not on anybody's team. So, um, I mean, I think right now between, you know, what's available, I would go for him or Tutu. So you want to talk about bias.
0: Well, sit down because I'm, I'm about to show you some bias. So w- the thing that worries me about Reynolds is that he it, he it, he's clearly got the number two spot logged down right now. Right. He's clearly in there behind Amon Ra. Right. He's clearly, he's won that role. He's put up some good numbers. He's made some plays for him. The problem with that is, is how long is that sustainable for? Because when Jamison Williams gets off suspension, he was like the number, tw- was he, I think he was the 12th pick last year.
1: Yeah. Uh, they have a high expectations for him, but you know, high expectations. Don't always translate to production. So, but, but gonna, I think you're. I think you're right. Cut
0: though in, it's going to cut into his snap share. It's going to cut into his target share. And if Jamison Williams is the dude he was at Alabama before he started losing his mind betting on shit, like that could be that offense could be dangerous. And and Sam Laporta, their tight end, is looking like the rarest of unicorns, which is a good rookie tight end for fantasy. Like that shit never happens. And it, so we could be, so that's why I like the Reynolds pick for the next like three to four weeks. Cause once Jamison Williams is back, I think you're gonna see his production go off a cliff. And same with Nico Collins, ironically, because John Meshi is back. Now, John Meshi might take a little bit more time to get going, but he was also a high pick that they've got expectations for. Now I think Collins is much safer than Reynolds. Obviously he's still the number one, but how long will he be that number one? We don't know. So if I had it now now to be clear, I'm not, you know, I don't one Collins isn't I don't think he's available in any of any of my leagues. I haven't looked. Um he's but, not in mine. Yeah, I I, ha, I I wouldn't pick up Reynolds And I wouldn't pick up Kadarius Tony. But if I if you had a gun to my head and I had to choose one, I would actually go with Tony because barring a trade, which I don't think the Chiefs are in a position to do to get a receiver in there, he's going to be getting looks. Now he's always, you know, he's never going to be the true number one because that's always going to be Travis Kelsey. But he, you know, he got five targets last week. His he he had five targets on like 18 snaps. Once he, once he gets, because he missed training camp too, so he's still get building up to it. I know he had a horrendous week one, but if you he could be a good stash player if you're in a deeper league because he's still getting a high target share based off his snap count. And, you know, Mahomes went right back to him. Like, Mahomes was like, hey, I'm not freezing you out. I'm going to feed you the ball still. You're still making play matters. I mean, to be fair to, to Tony, the dude was a huge piece in the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. He had the touchdown catch, and he had the punt return down to the five yard line. So he, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he had a bad game. I mean, there's no getting around it. he was like the worst wide receiver grade in a week one or in a in a game for pro football focus for like the last 20 years. But Mahomes went right back to him, and they're showing a lot of faith in the guy. So if I had I wouldn't pick up any of those guys because I don't think there's any, you know, as far as receiver goes right now,
1: you know, but for like, our listeners who might not be as you know an expert of you, they need to pick up somebody. So, who are you going to say? Well, gonna if, say if, <laughs> if I had to, if I, had to, if I, I had wouldn't to. pick up any of those guys. Well, they're available, you gotta somebody's got to pick them up. Well, Some, but maybe, but I mean, that like I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't like drop. I don't know who's like a oh, I don't see Like, I wouldn't, I would rather have, and of course, I'm blanking on fools right now, but like, how about someone like a Devonte Parker? Yeah, like so I'd rather if if I had DeVonte Parker on my roster, I'd rather keep that person than to drop him and pick up Kadarius Tony.
1: Or speaking of DeVonte Parker, I mean a waiver target you can actually go after is Kendrick Bourne. He's probably available in more than 50% of leagues. Um he didn't look as good in week two as he did week one, but that's just a receiver. Anyway. Well,
2: and that, that's someone that, that we highlighted for waiver wire last week, and he really underperformed this week. He had what five points, if that.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh still an available option though. Um, uh, but yeah, tough uh tough spot for running backs uh as well as wide receivers always harder to project but i think there's just a few this week that people are really going after i think last week was more like a you know like a thanksgiving if you will there is at least four you know four or five positions that people were really looking to get that you can just insert in your lineup right away
2: cool we're gonna go to tight ends here uh we're gonna talk about uh logan thomas from the commanders rushing about one percent of leagues we're going to talk about Jake Ferguson from the Cowboys. And then Jake. and then one thing that we have, uh, we've already talked about one guy, right? Hunter Henry. Uh, he's he's r- rostered in about 53% of leagues. If he's available, that's going to be the guy that you're going to pick up. But yeah, here's sure. here's one that's kind of a throwback, a little blast from the past. Zach Ertz, rostered in about 19% of
1: leagues. Who are you picking? The Sound of Youth. Let's go with Zach Ertz. Oh, Dude. Uh, I, I will take him all day long. It looks like it looks like him, Hollywood Brown, and James Conner is all the work. Uh, in Arizona, uh, they're going to be down a lot of games. They're going to lose a lot of games. So it's just going to be uh some stats their way as far as junk time. Maybe they're competitive in some of the games. Um, but good call out Zach Ertz. If I'm looking to pick someone up, I'm going after him. Then I need help there.
0: But so give me the who who are the options again? I'm blanking.
1: Uh, Logan
2: Thomas from the Commanders, uh, who uh, looks like he might be in the uh, concussion protocol. Yeah, this week. He's,
0: in, he's in protocol because so he took a shot from that Denver safety.
2: Yeah, and then we have uh, Jake Ferguson. I'm on the ball for the touchdown, though. Jake Ferguson from the Cowboys. You know the Cowboys love their tight ends, especially down the red zone. So we got. Let's just narrow it down to two: Zach Ertz and Jake Ferguson. So I go
0: with Jake Ferguson, and most Cowboy fans I know have loose ends. Um, but the, uh, the you know Dak Prescott has had a history of making tight ends into fantasy
1: stars. Relevant,
0: yeah. Re- yeah, not stars, but relevant. Yeah, exactly. And I think these guys, because like I think um, Logan Thomas is actually a pretty good streaming option if you're streaming tight ends in the future. Now we got to see if he clears protocol, right? But. Ferguson, I think he's he's a guy that, you know, is going to get some red zone targets. Dak has made it like his mission because he just got crucified last year. And, hey, that's part of being the Dallas quarterback. You know, you're going to get way more praise than you should when you win. And you're going to get way more blame than you should when you lose. But he got crucified last year by throwing those picks. And so you're, and now again, to be fair to Dak, you know, he didn't play bad in these two games. They were literally blowing both teams out, so he didn't have to make any tight throws. But he's been, you know, it seems like he's going for the safer option, and a lot of the times, the safer option is going to be the tight end. So I think you're going to see Ferguson getting some pretty solid target numbers. So I, I would go with him for this round.
2: Fair enough. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for the, uh, the waiver wire. Cool. All right. So I think,
0: uh, Oh, you know what, Colin? Let's, uh, I want to add one more thing to the waiver wire. We'll just call it streaming defenses. Cause that's what you and I both do. You got any defenses you got your eye on this week to stream?
1: Um, yeah, I actually just, uh, picked up saints. Uh, I seen them on a few of them. I, I see Jacksonville Jaguars out Who are there they playing. um, We'll pull that up real quick. Jacksonville has the Texans this week. Yep. Uh, and I, I know a lot of people in most of my leagues, I don't think people are carrying Jacksonville Jaguars as far as the defense, especially coming off of playing the chiefs. I think most people always just have, you know, no fear with the chiefs. I think that's why a lot of times they may not cover, you know, heavy public favorite, but um yeah, I'm looking to stream the Jags defense if I can get if I can get them. I think another uh, team that I would potentially target if I could um, is you know the Titans. I mean they they uh, they could be uh, they look tough against the Chargers. So I mean we'll we'll, we'll see the Titans play the Browns. Uh, no Chubb. We'll see if Ford gets it done. And and like I said, I think Deshaun Watson <laughs> a little uh, a little concerned about him. So I think if there's anything I can do. Just like Billy said, I always like to just target weaker quarterbacks um, if possible. But good call out, Busy. Who are you thinking?
0: So I'm gonna need you to go earmuffs. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. They're playing the Bears. Uh, uh,
1: they there's so- definitely gonna be a top three then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> but and
0: honestly, so it, it's one of those things where I I think the Chiefs are a good streaming option. And I don't know how many the, how many leagues that this other team, my my secondary team, the Patriots, are going to be you know available on. But if the Patriots are available, pick them up and start them immediately. They're playing the Jets, and uh, Zach Wilson has thrown like a combined eighty interceptions against Bill Belichick defenses. So. If 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 you have the option, I don't I don't think they're available because you know the deep, the New England defense is historically known as good and people take them. But if by some chance, because I'm seeing where I'm looking, it's saying they're rostered on 69% nice of leagues. Um, so if you're in one of those 31%, go get them and start them because Bill Belichick is known for ruining Zach Wilson's life more than you know anybody else, which is pretty sick. <laughs> But so those are the two teams that one, I'm looking for New England, obviously off the bat, assuming they're gone. I'm looking for Kansas City just because they've got, you know, Chris Jones is going to have another week of practice in. he's going to be in better shape. And, you know, our our young edge rushers, you know, we've got uh, furious George Karloftis and FAU coming in strong. They're looking good. So I think
2: the Chiefs are uh, are a good pick this week. Don't don't sleep on the Seahawks though. They're uh they're facing off against uh, Bryce Young and the Panthers. So
1: yeah, and the Panthers Ooh, have that, no that's another weapons. that's another that's another juicy one. That's a they have good call no out. Uh, but I will insert this comment as we're wrapping things up for the episode. Uh the co-host over here, uh, we play each other this week. So hopefully, Ooh. uh hopefully all bad luck towards the peasy. I mean, you're going down so I can stay undefeated at the top. Um, just need to get to the second season and compete for that first round by see,
2: do we need to have a punishment for whoever loses on, on the next episode? I think someone's going to be in like some sort of costume or, or
1: something like that. Uh, you're going to have to rewind the tape. I know we did a year. Well, I'm pretty sure we did like a year, uh competition that, you know, the losers got to, you know, pay for uh dinner for us, you know the winner as well as the EP EP is definitely going to win on this bet. So it's win, win for him, but uh, I'm definitely down PZ. If you want to throw a little friendly wager or real wager for sure. Well, how about we leave
0: that open to the comments and whoever has an appropriate and hilarious idea for the loser. We'll go with that. It's got to be agreed on though. We're not going to, you know, Oh, you're going to, you're going to tap dance naked on central. Like, well, we'll, We'll come to we'll, we'll we'll see what comments we get left, and we'll we'll pick from that. So, what do you want to see Colin do in the comments? Because I guarantee, you, just like Joey Namath, I ain't
2: losing. How many points are you giving him though?
0: None. What? Come on! What does it look Like what? No way! I'll give
1: him a, give him a point to these. Who who has the spread right now? Let's let's see. It, what he's actually
0: favored by ten right now, so he should be giving me eleven.
1: Oh, by 10? Yep. All right, then. Well, bad luck still. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas. Any, uh, any last words? Comments?
0: Nope. nope. We'll catch you next week. And just remember, when you play fantasy,
2: play for the crown. We'll with you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Kings. You can always reach out to us on Twitter at FFB underscore Kings or like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're available wherever you get podcasts. So don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.